What's up, guys, and welcome to episode number one of the Committed Podcast, where we're launching it off with the one and only John Maxwell, not only one of Karen and I's personal mentors, but one of the greatest leaders in modern history. Join us as we sit down to talk about building a legacy of leadership. John, I appreciate it. Today was, you know, at first I was going to say it was the best talk we've had, but I want to change it. It's the most valuable we talk we've had at all TCS. And I Thank you. I admire it. So people. thanks for, thanks they for. They were so me. receptive. They were, they just leaned in the whole time while I taught. They were very easy to teach. They did. They Good did. People. It was a beautiful time. Be proud. Be proud of They're incredible. And so I want to, I appreciate you taking a moment uh, with me here. There was five things that spoke out to me in the talk today and obviously in our, and also in our conversation. So the first thing you mentioned was on how you personally master personal growth. I'd love to learn more about that, how you master personal growth. Well, when I was younger, I didn't master it at all. I had a mentor who shared with me that I needed to become intentional in growth. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize I needed to do that. Whenever you master something, you only can do it if two things happen. You have to have awareness of what needs to be done, and then you have to be intentional in doing it. Mm-hmm. So when my mentor told me that I, I needed to have a personal growth plan, it was a new thought to me. And I, 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 in fact, I've often wondered, if I wouldn't have had that breakfast with him and he shared with me I needed to have a personal growth plan, I've often wondered Where we if I would have ever had one. Hmm. And today I look back at my success and it's almost all a result of that I've continually personally grown and developed myself. And I've often thought if I wouldn't have had that breakfast, I would have never been aware and maybe I would have never been the person I am today. I'm so glad that he spoke into my heart and said, you need it. You need to have a growth head. So there's an awareness that that has to be, um, backed up by intentionality. Mm-hmm. And so I determined that I would grow in uh, five areas and I would grow in my communication, my leadership, my ability to equip and train people and develop teams in my attitude as far as especially having resilience and tenacity during difficult times. And then of course, obviously in relationships. And so that put me on the journey of where I am today, but uh, we have to be aware first of all, so for the people that are listening to your podcast, um, you, you need to have a, a growth plan for your life. And I just gave them the five areas that they need to grow in. So clear, clear, yeah, clear. Just take them clear. I love it. But one thing you mentioned on the card that I love, I wrote it down. I pulled out my phone as soon as you were talking, I was writing it down, was your definition of success. 35 years old. Yes. You created a definition of success. Well, I was having some success. But what really bothered me was I was watching successful people sometimes not do well. Mm. I, I I think that they, I don't know whether it was their ego got a little bit too big or, but I, I think they kind of lost their way. So, and sadly, some of my friends lost their families out of it. I mean, they just, yeah. all of a sudden, I don't know, it's kind of like they had a values dump or something. And, and I watched them just kind of uh, go off the, the track. Mm. So I thought, well, this could happen to me. I think that in leadership, there's a naiveness if we think that things like this can't happen to us. Yeah, It's kind of like uh, I had a mentor, another mentor one time told me that, that people, when they failed and messed up big time, 
it was almost always that they never thought it would happen at them. So they, I don't know, they did, weren't on guard or they were careless, you know, whatever. And, and, and then it happened to them. So I, I had to ask myself, well, what is success to me? Is success selling millions of books? Is success having a large company? Is success making a lot of money? I mean, what's success? And so I, I just went inside and said, I'm going to have a definition for me. It, it, this isn't for anyone else. This is just, what am I going to say in my life is success? And I came to a conclusion after a few months that those who know me the best love and respect me the most. Mm. And I just thought, you know, if my family that know, I mean, they know, they, they not only know the good side, they know the terrible side. Terrible side. I love it when people come and ask my wife, Margaret, they'll, they'll say, you know, because they'll be hearing me speaking, I have a lot of humor. And I think they think I go home, sit on the couch, and say, okay, and I do some training and teaching. And, you know, and, and I think they have a wrong perception. And, you know, when I go home, I take out the garbage, is what I do, or, you know, help her, you know, do the dishes, whatever. But the point being, I, I came to my own conclusion that success for me it has to be centered around people that know me the best because they know they don't know my strengths, they know my weaknesses. Yeah. And so uh, that's become my definition of success for 40 years. That really works for me. It just really mm -hmm. works. So when I travel and you know I'm doing book signings or whatever, podcasts with you, yeah. you know, I just keep grounded by the fact of saying, okay, John, uh, just make sure the people who know you the best love and respect you the most. There's something wrong with us, JC, when people who don't know us well yeah. like us better than people who know us well. That's a problem. And I've and, met plenty of people well, in that I category, know. right? And the more you get to know them, the uh, oh yeah, I didn't have this guy. You had people that you kind of really wanted to know, and then you got to know, them and you got disappointed. You just yeah. ooh, you know. And and I I don't I hope well I'm sure I've disappointed somebody, but. But I hope not to. I hope to be able to say I'm the real deal, you know. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, my personal experience, you're you're I feel like every conversation I'm falling in love a little bit more. Just you're it's incredible. It's incredible. But on this journey, it's through success, through growth, there's gotta been some times of pure failure, of just real disappointment, lost. Where where's maybe a moment in this growth that you've experienced where you've really struggled and how did how did you get out of it? Well, I, I think you never get out of struggles. I, I think there's a mistake that we think, you know, I've learned my lesson, mm. so I won't have to go through that again. And I look at somebody and say, well, you won't maybe have to go through that again, but you're going to have something adversarial that's going to be different. I mean, right. I, I don't, I guess the best thing I could say about that question is I expect it to be difficult. I expect there to be problems. I expect there to be issues mm -hmm. and, and difficulties. Right. And so, therefore, it doesn't overwhelm me when it happens. It's kind of like, well, that's life. Just like I have good things happen to me also. Right. So I think it's a perspective, first of all. Mm. But but I never look at, at, at something adversarial and say, okay, I'll not have to ever deal with that again. Well, if I don't deal with that, I'll deal with something. Right. So I think it's a mindset. Mm. I don't think it—I don't think— uh, building business is easy. I don't think having a good marriage is easy. I think it's all uphill. So the moment that you buy into that, do you have difficult times? Of course you do. But they're not that difficult because it's what you expect in life. Right. I remember Margaret and I, when I were having a conversation, and I, I, say, I said to her, I said, 
I wonder why we don't have as many problems as everyone else seems. <laughs> and she started laughing. She said, John, what do you mean? We have problems, problems every day. <laughs> she said, it's just that problems aren't problems as to you. Yeah. Because you expect that as a way of life. And, right. you know, there's a lot of wonderful things that happened to me that I didn't deserve. And there's a lot of bad things happened to me. I didn't deserve those either. Yeah. But that's just life. And I think the moment that we embrace both good and bad, I, I think then it begins to be something that we can really uh, love, learn, and, and live through. Mm. And so, uh, you know, if so, if somebody asked me, in fact, I had a Q&A. This is interesting. I had a Q&A one time, and somebody asked me, they said, now, when's the last time that you failed? And I said, well, I, I'm sure it's been in the last week. But then I got embarrassed because I could I couldn't think of a failure, and I, and, and I looked at him and I said, okay, I'm getting embarrassed here because I just, it's had to be within the last week, but I can't pull it out. But then all of a sudden, it hit me. I turned that table completely. I said, let me ask you, if you would have said, John, tell me about your last success, I'd say, well, it's been within the last week, but I couldn't pull it out. Neither. In, in other words, when you keep success and failure together and value both of them because they mm. teach you different things, and bring different lessons to you, it's not a big deal. And so I get up every day expecting that there'll be, and, and by the way, if you're leading something, the only problems you ever have are the ones that can't be solved at a lower level. Right. You know, so, so whenever you get a problem as a leader, they're the worst problems you could have because that's just part of it. So I just think it's a mindset mm. and um, I, I don't think it's, it's not what happens to me, it's what happens in me. And I think that what happens within me is I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I expect it. I don't expect it to always be easy, and I don't always expect it to, to work out the way I want it to work out. It's all about the mindset. It's all about the mindset. Really Love is. that. And you learned that from a young age. Your dad was very involved. You said lots of stories with your dad. And you said, though, there was specifically something your dad told you to do every single day. Yes. Oh, my. Well, it was when I graduated from college, J.C., yeah. And we were having dinner. I said, okay, Dad, give me your, give me your best advice. Kind of like, give me your best shot. And he said, son, if you'll do this every day, three things. He said, life, you'll be successful. He said, if you'll do these three things every day, people will want to follow you. People will want to be part of your team. He said, every day, value people, believe in people, and unconditionally love them. He said, very few people ever feel valued, give them self-worth, give them self-dignity. Yeah. Very few people have someone come and believe in them. Yeah. They've never had that wind beneath their wings. And he said, hardly anyone has ever been unconditionally loved. Yeah. And if you'll do those three things, he said, you'll be highly successful. And so I said, in every talk I give, I'm going to value people, believe in people. And unconditionally love them. And by the way, people can tell that. When you're talking to them, they can tell if they you're feeling them. Actually, they can tell if you're for them or they can tell if you're not for them. Yeah. And so every time I write a page in one of my books, I'm I'm saying I value you. I'm talking to the reader. I believe in you. I, you know, I, I'm unconditionally loving you. And it just sets the environment for me That's in my relationships with people. And I found that my father was exactly right. People lean in and long for mm. that kind of healthy leadership. They just don't get it very often. So when you give it to them intentionally, Continually, um, you become um, 
a, a leader that people just want to be a part of that team. Mm. I love it. I do too. It works. What are you committed to right now? What's what's the rest of the the mission look like? What what's the big thing you're committed to? Well, I'm committed to transformation of people. Um, transformation. You know, if you train a leader, they know how to help you do a job. Mm-hmm. But if you have a transformational leader, they help you change your life. Mm. And there's just a big difference between transformation and 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 just pure trained leaders and so my passion is to uh help people live out good values we what we've learned is that when people learn good values and they live them out they just become more valuable it it, i mean they don't have to say i want to become more valuable they just become more valuable to themselves to their family to their community to the people that they work with the, the team that they lead so we're just committed to uh helping people embrace good values. You know, if if you take an empty bag and put it out in the yard, it, very quickly the, the bag blows over. There's nothing to hold it steady. And pretty soon the bag's out in the yard because the wind blew it away somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when you put values in and they become the core to the person, it becomes begins to be an anchor. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of social media, you know, when you see kids so dependent upon Right. Do you like me? You know, thumbs yeah, up, thumbs, thumbs up. That process. What we've learned is that when, when kids have good values inside of them, they need less validation from mm. the outside. Yeah. But if you don't have good values, then you need somebody to validate you. Yeah. So my passion is to help people uh, live out good values and experience the the lift that it gives them. One day they just are doing better. Yeah. And they. You know, kind of are surprised. Why am I doing better? Well, it's because you're living out these values that you're learning. So that's kind of helping transformation. I love inside. it. I want them to be better on the inside than they are on the outside. I want them to be bigger on the inside than they are. See, if if I'm bigger on the inside than I'm on the outside, it's only time when the outside grows. Yeah. But if I'm bigger on the outside, my reputation over my character, what I'm on the inside, it's only a matter of time till it cracks and we fall apart. So it it you know, success begins as an inside job. It's, it doesn't show up on the outside. It shows up in here, then it affects the outside. You're amazing. I appreciate you, John. This is uh, this has been a, a oh. remarkable experience getting to know you more and in your energy and your leadership and guidance and wisdom. It's I'm going to put a blessing as one of my highlights for this year, meeting you and Karen. Honestly, I'm watching the two of you. You're just kids with a passion and a mission highly talented very successful and i love what you're doing you're helping people you really make a difference and you know when i was 35 i wish i was as good as you i wasn't (laughs) i i was i was in the game doing my best but but you're far beyond me and i just look at what you're doing and how you're helping people and it's such a joy to be on your podcast to help you because if i help you i would help a lot of people because you have a a growing influence in the lives of people because both you and Karen really put people first. You put people above money. You put people above your personal agenda. Yeah. You just put people first. And leaders that put people first uh, build great people, and that's what you're doing.